I'd like to remind you of the reason why you've invited me here today, Hayley. And that is because you'd like the opportunity to discover one of your previous lives. And you can talk to me and still remain in this comfortable state. Is that something that you would like to do right now? Please answer yes or no. My name is Nick Nagarko and you are locked into Culture TV. For the culture, by the culture. Let's go. Tony, thank you so much for coming down today. It's my pleasure. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And yourself, Nick? I'm great, thank you. Good. Um, what a big career you've had. It's been a big career, and uh, we've it's never had it. It's been a long career. Yeah, <laughs> we've never it's had... getting longer by the minute <laughs> <laughs> since I've been to Manchester. It's got longer. We've never had anyone like you on this show before. Um, what normal? You mean? Um, well, normal, yeah, actually. Uh, yeah, We're quite. not had anyone normal on this show. Okay. Uh, so far. Apart from you, obviously. Nick. Well, I'm the, obviously, well, someone's got to be. Someone's got to be normal here and keep Absolutely. some balance. Absolutely. Keep the rest of them in line. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, uh, we're we're really excited to have you here today because I know we're going to do something a little bit a little bit different today than what the normal we're format of the show. We're going to do a bit of an experiment. Yes. with one of your colleagues. A yes, little bit later. Yes, and I'm sure she's looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> Not, so I don't know why she's hiding under the desk. <laughs> I've got to say, apart from last year when I fell down the flight of stairs, I've done this for over thirty years. Yeah, and I've never hurt myself yet. Right. So it's quite safe, really. <laughs> So, Tony, you were the chairman of the British Board of Professional Hypnotists. British Council of Professional Hypnotists. British Council, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. And that was for over 20 years. That's right. Yeah, I took wow. over from Paul McKenna back in 1995. Wow. When he got mega famous and I didn't. Well, did you, how did you feel about that? Well, I'm not bitter or twisted, as you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, does it actually work? Absolutely. All of us, you, me, and the rest of us watching this now, yeah. all of us go through a state of hypnosis right. at least twice a day, every day of your life. Right. You can't avoid it. There's no good and bad. There's no, maybe I'm too strong a personality, I'm too weak a personality. There's nothing like that. All of us go through a state of hypnosis. Otherwise, you wouldn't go to sleep at night and you would not wake up again in the morning. Right, okay. But even more than that, do you drive? Yeah. Are you a driver? Have you ever had that feeling, if you say taking a trip down here to the studio on a regular basis, mm -hmm. ever had that feeling, good heavens, what happened to the last two or three miles? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. If it has, what you've done is you've gone into a self-hypnotic state. Like an autopilot. When you've switched off, like on autopilot, but you're perfectly safe, aren't you? If the traffic lights change to red, yeah. you will stop. Yeah. So you're perfectly safe. You're in control and you're in command. Mm -hmm. But what you are doing is you're allowing your subconscious mind yeah. to take over. And that's where hypnosis comes in, by helping people to unleash the power of the subconscious mind. Right. So you um, are particularly well known for your regression practices. And I am a believer in reincarnation, so... I think that helps me believe in in a regression therapy to an extent. What what I struggle to understand is essentially it would then be our soul or subconscious, subconscious, subconscious. Sorry, um, that is passing through and staying with us through multiple lives. Would that be your experience? Yes. Yes. I started 
as a skeptic, yeah. as a hypnotherapist, when I started off, we were taught this is false memory syndrome, something you've seen at the cinema, mm -hmm. seen on television or read in a book. And I didn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. I'll share with you a very brief story. I was up in Yorkshire at a hotel there, taking a group of corporate clients for stress management. Yeah. That's getting rid of the stress management. And while I was there, the owner of the hotel said, I'm glad you're staying over tonight, Tony, because I promised our bar manager that you'll take him for his, his past life and discover it for him. I said, I don't believe in that. It's all a load of tosh. Well, tosh wasn't actually the word I used, but yeah. very similar to that. Yeah. And he said, well, look, there'll just be me and the wife and the bar manager. When everybody's gone to bed, we'll have a few drinks. And it doesn't matter what you find, what you get, we'll just do it. So we did it like, and this guy said he was a soldier in the Crimea War. I thought, I'll catch him out. I'll ask him for his army number. And he rattled off this number. And I thought, well, that's not his phone number. What, a Russian soldier? In the Crimean War? English soldier okay, in the sorry. Crimean War. Yeah. Oh, did, did we fight in that? We did fight in oh, the Crimean guess. War. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been asleep a long time? No, I mean, it's a long okay. time ago. I wasn't alive then, so... <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I, it may look like I was, but I wasn't actually in it. No. I know I've been around for some time, but not yeah. quite that long, the time of the Crimean War. But anyway, so uh, he rattled off all this. So I asked him what rank he was. He said, there's a Lance Corporal. I said, how did you get to be a Lance Corporal? Rescued some people when a trench collapsed and all this stuff. And he gave, this was in Yorkshire, he gave the name of his um, next of kin, being yeah. his parents, in some little village in Suffolk. And I just went away the next day the owner of the hotel wrote all this down, mm. and I just went away the next day and didn't think anything more of it. A few months went by, and I had a phone call from the owner of the hotel, and he said, the wife and I have just had a weekend in London. And I thought, why is he telling me? And he said, while we were there, we went to the Imperial War Museum. He said, you remember when you took that guy for his past life? Oh, yeah, I said, I remember that. He said, well, everything that he said checked out. My wife had these notes with her, and everything that he'd said checked out. Wow. And so I thought maybe, just maybe, there's something in this. Yeah. But I wasn't entirely convinced, so I started to take one or two people back. And if they were saying the year is 1752, I would say, okay, which king or queen is on the throne? Because you could probably know that, wouldn't you? Mm. If they said the year was the mid-1800s, and they were going down the market to buy a loaf of bread, and I said, how much is it? If they said it's it's a farthing, or it's half a groat, that would be reasonable. Yeah. If they said it was 92p from Waitrose, clearly they were making it up, weren't yeah. they? So, but the thing that really convinced me, finally, Nick, was the handwriting. Because if people write down things like their name and their address and their yeah. dates and birth of children, and then they argue with me afterwards that this is not their handwriting. Wow. You know, and I've taken people back now as far as 3000 BC. You're joking. I'm not. 3,000 BC. And what do they say about and life this power is within all of us. All of us have got past lives. Most people have got more than one past life. Mm -hmm. But the one you tend to find, first of all, is the previous life that has the most influence on the life that you're leading now. Wow. Have you done yours? I had somebody do mine for me. And who were you? Yeah. Well, most past lives are normal. That is normal for the period of time. Right? Mm -hmm. We're not all... Kings, Egyptian, queens, Egyptian, pharaohs. Yes, pharaohs or whatever, Vikings mm -hmm. or any of that kind of thing. I have had one famous thing, I'll tell you about it in a second, but uh, I was simply a farmer in Lincolnshire and uh, I enjoyed eating raw Brussels sprouts because wow. that's what we were growing. And now in this life, 
guess what, Nick? I enjoy eating raw Brussels sprouts. I can't imagine so it has worse. some connection with who you are and the choices, the decisions that you make today wow. are going to be influenced by who you were in a previous life. Wow. And so you've gone back to someone as far as 3000 BC? Mm-hmm. And where, yeah. in, in England? Were they living in England or was it... They were in... Uh, was it was Egypt called Mesopotamia? No, that was Greece. Was Mesopotamia? Was that Greece, was it was it? part of okay. Greece. Well, was that like a little network? It was that Sparta, Mesopotamia? The people Thracians that came to see and... me were a couple I seem to remember, and they were based in Bristol, mm. and they went to the University of Bristol. Yeah. And because they were drawing hieroglyphics, yeah, is that word? Yeah, hieroglyphics. And they were drawing those. They took them to the university, and somebody there said that's the kind of symbols that were around in the period 3000 BC. So it'd be like ancient Greek, basically. So ancient Greek stuff. Yeah. Well, ancient Greek and Egyptian hieroglyphics uh, were very similar in a lot of work from, I mean, a bit of a history geek me, so I kind of know this, but... Okay. The, um, Will there just be two hours of this? Or? No, no okay. I'll stop now. Uh, but they come from, the, they do come from a similar place. So yeah, that, yeah. that's really interesting. It's a similar background, isn't it? Being serious yeah. for a second. It's yeah. a similar background. Wow. But all this power is within all of us. Mm -hmm. It's... You know, and it's my job to bring it out. Okay. You know. So, so our producer Haley is uh, in the office today in the studio. Right. Okay. That's and a rarity, isn't it? She doesn't come in every day, does she? Uh, Just she, if it's raining outside, then she wanders in, does she, for yeah. shelter? Yes. Um. So we've we spoke to Haley, and she's up for for for, for giving this a go. And okay. uh, you said you were up for it. So yeah. we're going to... Um, we're gonna well, there are two golden rules, and whether she believes or not makes no difference. Yeah. But the golden rules are that if she wants it to happen, and if she allows it to happen, it will happen for her. Right. But belief has got nothing to do with it. Okay. So what we'll do then is we're going to cut here, and then we're going to reset up on the sofas. Okay. We're going to bring Haley in, okay. and then we're going to see this in, in action. She stopped drinking the gin and tonics by now, then. Do you think she might sober up a bit before we... <laughs> no, okay. I doubt it. <laughs> but yeah, all right, then. Right, well, let, let's cut here, and then we'll reset on the sofas. No problem. Brilliant. Okay, so the golden rules, if you want it to happen, if you allow it to happen, something nice will happen for you. Just relax and just enjoy. I'd like you to start by looking at your guiding light. So don't look anywhere else, and don't focus on anyone else's voice. Listen just to the sound of my voice and my voice only. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to take a nice deep breath. I'm going to ask you to breathe in and hold it, breathe out and just let yourself relax. And we'll do this both together. So if you're ready, breathe in and hold it. Breathe out and just let yourself relax. We're going to do this just one more time, but this time as you start to breathe out, I'd like you to let each and every muscle in your neck just start to relax. If you're ready then, please, Hayley, would you like to take... A nice deep breath. Breathe in. And hold it, hold it, hold it. Breathe out and just let all the muscles in your neck just start to relax. And with each sound of my voice and with each breath that you take, I want you to allow yourself to become more and more relaxed and more and more tired. And in a few moments' time, I'm going to come and just touch you on the shoulder, touch you on the forehead and take you by the hand. And as I touch you on the shoulder... When I touch you on the forehead and as I take you by the hand, I want you to let your whole body, even the smallest muscle from the very top of your head to the very tips of your toes, just relax completely. Just let all the tensions of the day just float away. Just let all the tensions of the day 
just float away and just allow your whole body, your whole body then, to just go completely relaxed, where nothing will bother you, where nothing will disturb you. If at any time your mind starts to wander, I want you to just picture yourself sat in a chair, breathing gently and evenly, and listening just to the sound of my voice, and my voice only. I'm coming right now, I'm going to touch you on the shoulder, let that feeling of heaviness in your head and neck go down through each and every muscle in your entire body. As I touch you on the forehead, let all the tensions of the day just float away. And as I take you by the hand, let every muscle in your body from the top of your head to the tips of your toes just go completely relaxed and completely limp. Even limper than that. I'm just going to check with the other hand. Just let all the tension go completely relaxed and completely limp. That's good. Okay. Excellent. Well done. I wonder if I feel in your head when it's in your head. Go down to each muscle in your body. You're in complete control of this from this moment on. So I want you to let yourself go five times deeper than you are right now. I'd like to remind you of the reason why you've invited me here today, Haley, And that is because you'd like the opportunity to discover one of your previous lives. And you can talk to me and still remain in this comfortable state. Is that something that you would like to do right now? Please answer yes or no. Yes. Okay. I'd like us to start our journey right now. And I'd like you to imagine, if you would do please, that you're stood at the top of a flight of stairs. And when you can picture yourself stood at the top of a flight of stairs, and these can be any stairs you want anywhere in the world, any stairs you want, anywhere in the world. Just allow your right hand to lift a couple of inches up from where it is now. When you can picture yourself stood at the top of a flight of stairs, just allow your right hand to raise a couple of inches higher than where it is at the moment. Thank you, and just rest it back down again. And now I want you to picture yourself going down the flight of stairs when I count to three. And whenever you feel you've got to the bottom of the stairs, I want you to raise your left hand. Whenever you get to the bottom of the stairs, just raise your left hand. So one, two, three. Picture yourself going down the staircase. Whenever you feel you get to the bottom, just allow your left hand to raise a couple of inches higher than where it is. Let your left hand raise whenever you feel you've got to the bottom of the staircase. Have you allowed yourself to go down the stairs? Please answer yes or no. Yes. And have you got to the bottom yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's a big staircase. Yes. Okay. Well, once we get to the bottom, just allow your hand to raise a couple of inches higher. I'll wait for you. Thank you so much. Rest your hand back down. Now I want you to picture a corridor laid out in front of you. And along the corridor will be some doors to the left-hand side, some doors to the right-hand side. And what I'd like you to do is to just imagine yourself walking along the corridor when I count to three and picture yourself selecting one of the doors. Now, don't beat yourself up with this. It doesn't matter which door you choose. It's entirely a free choice. Just choose one of the doors. And again, when you've chosen one of the doors, just raise your right hand for me, please. So one, 
two, three, picture yourself walking down the corridor, selecting one of the doors to the left or the right, it's your choice, and when you've chosen one of the doors, just raise your right hand a couple of inches off your lap, please. Thank you so much. Now I want you to talk to me, and you'll still remain in this nice, comfortable stage. The door that you've chosen, is it on the right or the left-hand side, please? Right. On the right-hand side, right. okay. Pardon? Right. The right hand, is that correct? Left hand, sorry, I do apologise. Left hand, okay. So is this the first door, the second door? Which door is it, please? Third. It's the third door on the left-hand side, is that correct? Yeah. If I were to ask you to describe that door for me, please, how would you describe it? It's a really dark wooden door with a black handle. Dark wooden door with a black handle? Yeah. Is there any other door furniture on it apart from the black handle? No. No, just the black handle? No. Okay, all right. Would you be happy to go through that door and discover one of your past lives on the other side? I'll be with you at all times to make sure that you're perfectly safe, but I can't see, hear, smell, taste or touch, so you would need to describe everything for me. Is that something that you'd be happy and comfortable to do? Please answer yes or no? Yes. Yes, okay. I'm going to count to three again, and I want you to picture yourself putting your hand on that black handle on this dark wooden door, the third door on the left-hand side. Allow yourself to go through the door. Let the door close at the back of us. I'll be with you. And then we'll take our journey into one of your past lives. Here we go. One, two, three. Picture yourself with your hand on that black handle. Let yourself go through the door. Allow the door to close at the back of you. And when you've allowed that to happen, just raise your left hand for me, please. When you've allowed that to happen, just raise your left hand for me, please, when you're on the other side of the door. Once you've allowed yourself to go through the door, just raise your left hand for me, please. Thank you. Okay. As I said a moment ago, I can't see, hear, smell, taste or touch. So I need you to describe everything for me, please. So the place where we are now, is, are we inside or outside? I can't see anything yet. You can't see anything? Mm -hmm. Would you like to move further forward, away from the door, and move into the light? Picture yourself moving forward. Have you allowed yourself to go forward into the light? There's something stopping me and I don't know what it is. There's something stopping you? Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. When I was trying to open the door, it felt like it wasn't open. It was strange. Do you think this is not the door for you? Would you rather have chosen a different door? Maybe. It feels like when I was opening it. it I think if you've got a bit of friction there, I think we should find a different door for you. Would you like to come back into the corridor and choose a different door? Choose one that you're completely happy with. It is your free choice, not mine. So you choose and then just tell me when you're ready. Preferably today.
we are so close to you taking the journey that you want to take. But it's entirely in your hands. Have you selected another door yet? I think I need to visualize the corridor again. Right. Are you struggling to select a door? It's like I've come back into the corridor and it's dark and now I can't see the doors that I could see before. Okay. Just let yourself relax. Picture yourself in that corridor taking a journey that you want to take. There's only you and I sharing this experience right now. So just relax and enjoy. Would you like to select another door? Yeah. So which side would you like to go, left or right? Right. That's a wise choice. I think you're better off on the right-hand side. Okay. So which door would you like to choose along the corridor? How many doors are there? How many doors do you see on this corridor? I've seen four. Four doors on the right-hand side, is there? No, Three on the left and one on the right. Okay, all right, okay. So three on the left, but only one door on the right-hand side. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, and is that the door you would like to choose, the one on the right-hand side? Yeah. You comfortable with that? It's your choice. Okay. All right. So would you just describe that door for me, please? What does that look like? If I wanted to find that door, what kind of door would I be looking for? I'm struggling to see it again now. Okay. Do you feel that you're sufficiently relaxed to allow you to choose a door or...? I, w I, w I was, when I was first started in the corridor, I could see the doors really clearly and now it just feels dark. Okay. Let's just examine that door on the right-hand side. You say there's only one door there, or you only saw the one door. Yeah. And like I said earlier to you, I can't see, hear, smell, taste, or touch. So how would you describe that one door on the right-hand side? They were all the same. They were all dark. All dark wood? Dark wood. Okay. So there's a similarity between all of them then? Yeah. Okay. Would you say that door's in good condition? Has it been well-maintained, or is it sort of knocked about and in need of some paint and restoration. How would you describe it? It looks in good condition. It looks in good condition, does it? Okay. So, would you be happy to go through that door and discover your past life on the other side? Are you comfortable enough to do that? 
Are you unsure about it? I'm just trying to picture a couple that keeps coming and going. I want you to picture it in your mind then. And I want you to exaggerate it and make it brighter and bigger, brighter and bigger, brighter and bigger, and get it firmly in your mind's eye. This is the door that you have chosen. Have you got it now? No. I don't know why. Okay. I don't think this is going to take us on the journey that we wanted, quite frankly. Because we've been thrown a bit into this and not have the anticipation that people normally have to prepare themselves psychologically to do it. Yeah. Do so, you, do you where do you do you feel like you are, what sort of state do you feel in now, Haley? I feel relaxed, but it's like when I first went to that corridor, I could yeah. see the doors really clearly mm. and the the walls were really white. And now, when I'm trying to visualize it, it just feels dark. So yeah. when you went through that first door, which I think was quite interesting, there was clearly something there that mm. part of you did not want to see. I couldn't like it was like the door was stuck. I, when you said to go in and let it shut behind you. I never actually fully went in, so I couldn't see. Okay. So it felt like it was, it, was, it was like a handle that you push, you know, like an old-fashioned okay. like handle yes, yes. that you push and then when it like jarred okay. and felt dark. So Did you feel a little uncomfortable about going into it then? Do you feel there was something that perhaps you'd rather not know about what was there on the other side. I don't know whether I consciously knew that, but there was something stop like I feel relaxed, so it's hard yeah, to say yeah. that I don't I felt And you were, you're breathing and that showed that you were. Yeah. It so, was fully under. Absolutely. Would you like me to bring her back now? Yeah, let's bring her back. Because let's I want yeah, let's bring her back. We put under pressure to do this. Yeah, no, very let's quickly. bring her back. So I knew it was it is that's why you call this an experiment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because no. but you see the concept of where we go exactly, and what yeah. happens. And just with that, you almost made it, Haley. Yeah. You were so close. I thought she was gonna go through. Absolutely. I thought you were gonna go through. And then really is this something start to you experienced before? You get this occasionally. Do you? You get this occasionally. You know, if I take a group of people, I would probably have left her alone and gone and worked on some other people. Yeah. Give her more time to, to get allow there. herself to digest all that's been happening yeah. within your subconscious mind. Because, and that picture to build up. Yeah. Because, as I say, we're putting a lot of pressure on somebody. Yeah. Because you're asking them to go back hundreds and hundreds of years. Are they now, always, you know, did it if tend I said to you, where were you when you were time? 15? I don't know how old you are now, but where were you when you were 15? Mm. You'd have to think quite some time. Yeah. So you start going back hundreds of years. Mm. You've got to really delve back into yeah. that subconscious and start to pick out what it is. I think the fascinating thing is, Nick, that within every life, from mm. the moment that you're born to the moment that you go to the grave, everything that any of your sets of senses picks up yeah. is logged within the subconscious mind. Wow. Every smell, every sound. If we don't meet again for the next 30 years, mm -hmm. you would know it's me and I would know it's you. Yeah. But we might not know where we met yeah. or under what circumstances. Yeah. 
and the same applies here, but you're asking people to go back hundreds of years. And we've just thrown Hayley into this. So She's been when, kind when, enough to volunteer last oh minute. Oh, yeah, of course. You so know. when you've done this previously and yes. you've got someone through, have yes. they given you very quite detailed responses yes. as to... Yes, like names and dates of birth. And like and textures and smells and things absolutely, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, so for instance, if... Just let me just sort this out with Hayley so we can get her back nice and yeah. safe. Hayley, if I touch you on the shoulder, I'm talking to you. I want you to listen to me very closely. Now, in a few moments, I'm going to count from five back to one. I say count from five to one, so you're gradually reaching the stage when you're ready to rejoin us here. But you'll keep with you as much of this calmness, as much of this feeling of relaxation as you wish to keep with you here today. Any suggestion I've given you here today will have no effect on you whatsoever. You will once again be fully alert. You'll be once again be back here on the 5th of August 2021. Please answer yes if you can understand and hear me clearly. Yes. Thank you. Five. And start to feel the strength returning through your feet and through your legs. Four. Let the strength start to return through the main trunk of your body. Three. Let the main strength come back through the fingers and through the arms and through the shoulders. And two, let the strength return through your neck and into your head. Keep your eyes closed for a moment. And one, as you rejoin us back here at this time and at this place and in your own time, just open your eyes once again, fully alert, once again, wide awake. Fully alert, wide awake. Well, I think, given the circumstances, Hayley, that you're here in the studio, <laughs> surrounded by all the technical stuff that goes off, and you had no idea when you came into work today that you were going to ask to, to take part in something like this, did you? No. And all of a sudden, it's been thrown upon you, and you were so, so tiny. What, what could you see? Like, what happened after you went down the stairs and you went in the corridor? So the stairs were massive. Right. And I know you took ages like, to get down there. It was like Yeah, well, there were big stairs, weren't there? There yeah, was a lot were, of stairs there. there was I thought we were going on forever. <laughs> there you was know. a marble staircase that went like curved round. Yeah. That She's had, got like, very grandiose ideas, haven't she? This was not a two up, two down council house, <laughs> was it? This? <laughs> no. no. It had like iron yeah. like banister hmm. with like, I could visualise that so well. It had like circles at the top. Yeah. And then when I got to the bottom, the the corridor was like white walls with these really dark, like walnut like doors with those handles that yeah, you yeah. know like that. But the so I could just see three and then one. Yeah. And then I thought I'll go to the third, because then the, the doors kind of stopped. Yeah. And that's why I picked yep. that one. Yeah. And then but that Can I answer up for a second? Okay. That probably means that you've got four findable past lives. Okay. That's what that actually means, right? Is this something yeah. the odds are that you've got sort three of... on one side and one on the other no. is is normally, but not every time, is is kind of a uh, a sex thing in that three of them you're probably female, as you are now, one of them you're probably male. Right. So that wow. creates an additional level of relaxation needed because you're thinking, obviously, as a female, and then the one on the right-hand side, all of a sudden my thinking pattern is, oh, what's all this? Mm. I'm not really a bloke, but then again, I am a bloke. I am a male. Mm. 
It was like the whole... You were so close. The, I know, I'm really annoyed. Yeah, like, I wanted yeah. it to happen. But then it was like... It, just, it will happen for you next flat. time. Now you know the journey. Yeah. It will happen for you next time. Yeah, because, I mean, it so is a pressured scenario. So if we come back, we'll do you this. and Nick together next yeah. time. Because <laughs> it is a bit of a pressured scenario, isn't it? Because we're recording and we are trying to look at this experiment in, like, first, in first hand. But what I thought was really interesting is, that, is how under you went. Because mm. you went from being, like, up and about to you pretty much asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the worst thing that can happen is that somebody falls asleep. Right. Because we can get nothing from you. You've gone into the somnastic state. Mm. And like I said earlier, all of us have to go through a state of hypnosis. Yeah. But the next stage is you become what we call a sleeper. Mm. And then we can't converse with you because you've literally fallen asleep. Yeah. And if you've had a really bad day, what you will find, what a lot of clients tell me, is when they go home at night, they have a really good night's sleep. Okay. Because you can let all that tension go out of your body again mm -hmm. yeah. and just... You may, and I've had this happen on more than one occasion, you may wake up tomorrow morning and in your quiet moments, if you have one, you may suddenly think, good Lord, I was such and such a person in such and such a thing. So you have started on that journey mm. and over the next 24 so to 48 like hours, the other things... Together. Now Sorry? I want to try it again. Like, oh, now well, I definitely exactly. want to do exactly. it again. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what I say. You were, you were under pressure a little bit. Yeah. You know, when I came here today, I didn't know we were going to do this. Mm -hmm. And when you came into work today, you didn't know you were going to do yeah. this. The only one that really wanted to do this was Nick. <laughs> but Someone's then, got a but then he volunteered you instead. Then he volunteered you. So what, in that, because you're saying like, because it's just been we've just been flung into this scenario and we're not really prepared for it yes if you were going to do this like how yes. would you prepare if, for it right it's not how i prepare for it after how, the suggest suggest prepare. how would you prepare yeah. for it yeah you would psychologically just have it in your mind the sheer fact that you knew in a week's time in three days time I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to leave problems with the kids, the washing. Oh, gosh, I've got to pay the gas bill. I've got this, I've got that, I've got the other to do. And you would start to focus on the sheer fact of clearing your mind of all the other things. And I want to discover my past life. Mm. I'm going to discover my past life. I'm just going to sit there and let Tony do his thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be successful. Okay. And you will be. Because you you witnessed it, Nick. She was so close. Yeah, she was. You've got all you need to do this is the ability to relax. Mm. The rest of it is up to me. Yeah. And you've got I, the ability to relax. I really thought relax. she was going to do it. Then. Absolutely. I really thought because she was you were do relaxed. It. You wait till you see this back. You'll see how relaxed you were. Yeah, you were totally. I think the annoying thing as well was that it was like I could see it all and I yeah. wanted to do it, and then. It was gone, and then I think in that moment I lost the relaxation because I was like, "Where's yes. the door? Where's yes. the door?" Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I you can't were, see the door. You were starting to get into a bit of a. And I could feel my eyelids flickering yes. there. Yeah, it's called rapid eye movement. Mm. So yeah, totally, that's let, on the way let's back Let's definitely in. do this again. Let's get you back. Sure. What, okay. what I think we should do, let's do it with Haley again. Yeah. But I think what we'll do is we'll give you a bit more time. Yeah. Beforehand, before we start rolling. Yeah. To just get for her to get there yeah <clears throat> and then what i'd really like to do is like explore one of these lives yes and then we can discuss that yes i think i think you i think you can do it Haley. i think on the next one 
if 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 you sit with Tony, I think yeah. we can get you there. Maybe if I know I'm going to be doing yeah, exactly. It. Like, you know, like, if two you're weeks prepared time, and like you want to do that. it, and you know, you have undoubtedly got the ability. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt whatsoever that you can achieve this. Do some people not have the ability to be regressed? That no, everybody's got the ability. Yeah, but not everybody can relax to the point that they need to be. Right, okay, I'm with you. Haley has got the ability and Haley is able because even she has under, the ability to even relax. Even in a studio situation like this, yeah. she's still <clears throat> able to relax to the point that she needs to yeah. to be able to achieve this because she was so I would say you were ninety eight percent there. Yeah. Just that two percent of going through that door, letting the door close, letting the light come in around you. And then we start by asking you a number of questions, all open questions, like where are we, what are you wearing, mm. what's your date of birth, until gradually we build up a picture of who you were. Mm. And then you can go away and research that and see how it fits in with the life and the choices that you're making now. Right. Okay. Wow. And when you when you do this with clients, do yeah. they, the level of detail and stuff like that, is it... Does it always seem to marry up with what could have been reality? Yes. I'm <laughs> just glad to see you, yeah. aren't they? Yes. Um, I'm back in the room. So it always marries up with what could have been a reality rather than someone saying like, oh, I'm seeing aliens or something yes. crazy like that. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you have to bear in mind, of course, that every past life has come to a conclusion, mm -hmm. not always peacefully, but we don't dwell on that. Well, I tend to ask the questions, and we didn't have chance to discuss this earlier. Yeah. The type of questions I would be asking is, what is, what gives you joy? What gives you pleasure in that past life? Yeah. And what would you like to take with you from that life to benefit you in the life that you're leading now? Because mm. those are the kind of positive affirmations that we're looking at. Yeah. I'm not interested in how that past life finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Has someone ever told you how the past life finished? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We've had all kinds of things. Really? And the most famous one, which you'll know how this life finished, was a student from Sheffield mm -hmm. that I took at a place called the Gallows of Justice, which was a public, it's a courthouse, basically. And I took a whole group of people, what would have been in the jewelry box, a whole group of 12 of them. And one of them, she started an, in her past life, she was arguing with her husband, telling him he was eating too much. And it turned out that her husband was Henry VIII, and what? she was one of his wives. Wow. wow. That's the most famous one I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. But lot. most people... Wait, which, which wife was, was she? Oh, gosh. Oh, cracking. Run through them and I'll tell you. <laughs> I can't I remember. Anne Boleyn. So, no. Catherine of Aragon. No. Catherine Parr. Jane no. Seymour. No. Um, Anne of Cleves. We're running out of wives here, aren't we? Yeah, that was five. Yeah, who was the uh, other one? Anyone else? Anyone else? Any more contributions? Um, oh, no. I'll just... We'll have to check on this and come yeah. back to you. But yeah. it was one of Henry VIII's wives anyway. Wow, you know, that's incredible. Uh, so that's the most famous one. But I think the interesting thing as well is that it explains some of the choices that you make in this life. For instance, when I took Jonathan Ross's wife back, yeah. uh, she was a male in her previous life. And... As you know, they're not exactly poor in this life. Not married to Jonathan Ross, he's quite a major name, isn't he? Yeah. And so consequently, as a male, she was a sailor on board the sailing ship in the 1800s. And her role as a man was to mend the officer uniform and mend the sails on board the ships, right? 
you might think, what's that got to do with this life? And afterwards she told me, in this life, Tony, I like to make most of my own clothes. And now I think this is where it comes from. Wow. That's how you get a connection between what's happened hundreds of years ago yeah. and the choices and decisions that you make today. If you're the half, if your husband, whatever, happens to be, say, let's just say, for example, a man with a beard, and you might think, why would I choose a male with a beard? It could be that in your previous life, you were rescued from a situation in peril by a guy that's got a beard. Right. And you see that as being strange. Wouldn't that just be a coincidence of today, though? Couldn't that be a coincidence of today? For like, for example, that for a female to like a man with a beard. Is because I mean, isn't that just down to like trends of the day? Do you know what I mean? Well, it could be yeah. now, but yes, it could be for now. If you're going to bring us bang up to date, it mm. could be for now because beards are back in favour, but yeah. they weren't, say, 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. So that might be when you met that person, because I take people of all ages, yeah. you know, from and 18 it, to 80, basically. So when you met that person, why would you choose a person with a beard as opposed to a person without a beard? Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's the thing. I don't know if either of you, have you got siblings? I have, have got, got a sister. Brothers, yeah. sisters? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Would you say that their personality is the same as yours? No. 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 And yet, you have, not always, but in most cases, you've got the same parents. Yeah. So you were brought up under the same set of rules and circumstances, weren't you? Yeah. But really, you were two different individuals. Me and my sister and that were. Is, you and your brother were. That is, again, separately. connected with the previous life. Mm. Right. Because that's where that influence is coming in, from the past. From the, from the previous life. That's what makes you different from your siblings, and your mm. siblings different from you. So before you were... A, before you uh, believed in this, what, what was your belief about life and death and the afterlife and whatnot? I, when I was trained as a hypnotherapist, I, we were taught, as I said to you earlier in the interview, we were taught it's false memory syndrome, yeah. something that you picked up and then you relate back. Yeah. But evidence has proved time and time again yeah. that that's not the case at all. Past lives do exist past lives are real yeah. and perhaps more importantly they undoubtedly influence your choices yeah. your decisions and don't forget at the end of the day your brain your mind is the most powerful organ in your body mm. Mm. it dictates everything that you do how you feel and who you were for instance with the pandemic that's just been on six out of ten people are struggling currently mm. and my office is full of people who want me to help them, and I have been helping them, to overcome their feelings of misery, feelings of worthlessness, feelings of anxiety, sleeplessness, all of this. And it's all down to their thinking pattern. It's all down to changing how they think. And we can do that by referring once again to the subconscious. Right. Because that knows what it's like. Nobody was born with a weakness in them. Mm -hmm. It's like nobody was born with a feeling of spiders. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no one was born in that way at all. It's things that you take on board yeah. within this life. Some of it to do with this life, some of it to do with previous lives. Mm -hmm. But you can undoubtedly be helped. And that's why I've been doing, helping people for the last 30 odd years. Wow. So I take like captains of industry, some celebrities. Mm -hmm. I take members of some royal families yeah. and we help them to allow them to be the best that they can be. And at the end of the day, that's all about 
being in control. Mm -hmm. That's what we all want, to be in control of our lives, isn't it? A freedom to think clearly and effectively. And that's what I do for people day in. How day much out. impact do you I'm think? I'm only here today because this is my day off. Right, okay. Actually, that's why. Oh, well, thank, we really appreciate you coming down. Thank You're you, Tony. Um, just how much impact do you feel that the subconscious has on the on your conscious mind on a on a daily basis? Would you say it very much shapes who you are, mm-hmm. with a view to being happy or miserable mm-hmm. or content or feeling unworthy, all of those kind of emotions and feelings all come back to the subconscious of you relating to things that have happened in the past and connecting with things maybe from this life, sometimes from previous lives. You know, obviously, if we have a fear of flying, that's not necessarily connected with the past life. Mm-hmm. That's a feeling because you've got a lack of control. Yeah. You're in this steel tube, and there's only two people got a parachute, yeah. and that's the pilot and co-pilot. Yeah. So that's all to do with simple control from this life. Yeah. But if you have a fear of spiders or something, mm-hmm. that could well be something that's happened hundreds of years ago. Right. But it still relates to how you feel about that particular subject today. Yeah. Wow. So, it's a whole, you know, you're asking to encompass in one interview a whole mind of things which are going off. Yeah, yeah. You know, we know, and, and we know an awful time, lot about like, the body. A fear of flying is nothing to do with flying itself, is it? It's that, that out of control feeling exactly. that you've maybe experienced somewhere else within your life. Yes. That's probably nothing to do with flying. That's you right. just don't like being That's simply the trigger. Yeah. It's the trigger that when you arrive at the airport, you yeah. know, which should never be called a terminal because that's not really the right terminology. You arrive at the terminal (laughs) and you get onto the plane and you're in this steel tube and it's not like you're driving your car. Mm. You know, you've got your seatbelt on and you feel in control of the surroundings, even though you may not be, but you feel in control. Here, you're not, are you? Mm. You're sat there with 200 other people. And I've had successful groups of people. Most of what I do are group activities. I had six years working for a zoo where I took uh, 40 people on a Saturday morning and 40 people on a Saturday afternoon, 40 people on Sunday morning and 40 people on Sunday afternoon for either a feeling of spiders or snakes or rats. Mm-hmm. We did that for six years. We told them the success rate would be 85%. Yeah. And in six years, we only ever had one failure. Wow. Everybody else was successful. And they'd come in and they'd be shaking and they'd be crying. And I said to them, when you get the opportunity to handle a giant tarantula spider, as you're stroking the legs of this spider, bear in mind they're terrified of spiders, as you're stroking the legs, please be very gentle because if you knock the hairs off, they can't grow the hairs again and they can't feel and touch and they can't operate effectively. And they're all looking at each other thinking, this man's absolutely bonkers. There's no way I'm going anywhere near a spider. And then they'd be crying again at the end of it and pushing and shoving by saying, come on, you've had a go. It's my turn now. Let me have a go. Really? Oh, yes, absolutely. Wow. And that's 45 minutes and we can change their lives. Wow. It's as powerful as that. And that tool is within each and every one of us. Mm. Mm. How did you get into this field? How? Well, it started when I was 16 and left school Mm -hmm. and I wanted a motorbike and my mother wasn't keen. So they said, you like music. Why don't you, uh, why don't we pay for some drumming lessons for you Mm -hmm. and we'll buy you a drum kit instead? 
So I said, okay, yeah. And by the time I was 17, I'd gone out on the road in bands and stuff, and I was able to put a deposit down on my own motorbike. And then we used to tour, we used to be like a backing band, and we would tour theatres. And I worked with a hypnotist on stage, or the orchestra pit. I could never understand how we could hypnotise these people without you know, affecting the band. Yeah. And then when we were based in London for a period, I got onto a medical course with doctors and dentists and psychiatric nurses. Yeah. And I learned how to do the therapy side of it. And it all built up from there. Wow. It's like everything, you know, we can all learn to do this, but some people, it's like learning to play the piano. Yeah. Some people will, will only manage chopsticks and other people will become concert pianists. Yeah. And it's the same applies to this. Yeah. It's a power within all of us. So um, on the next show, would you uh, on a on another show would you be up for coming back and then we'll we'll repeat this experiment again with Haley yeah and um, we'll see where we get to yeah would do you, you want to have a go as well I'll have a go yeah we can do both of you at the same time yeah go on then I'll have a go as well we'll do yeah. both of you at the same time imagine we knew each other I know imagine <laughs> yes you could have been brother and sister yeah. or <laughs> or even sister and sister yeah. which could be quite fascinating wow or or Nick, you could have been Haley's mother. Now, there's a thought to leave you with, isn't it? There's a thought. Tony, thank you very much. This has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you.